the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'll be joined by Pastor Chuck Davis today to discuss leadership qualities from a biblical perspective. Hope you can stay with me here and reach out to me and share your thoughts or comments anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. And love it if you'd just drop in and say hi via email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm excited to once again be joined by Pastor Chuck Davis. He and his wife, Ingrid, founded a ministry called Global Lead. The website is globallead.org, where you can find out more. And welcome back to the broadcast, Chuck. Good to have you on. Thank you, Jane. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about leadership and looking at it from a biblical worldview, of course, as we take topics and issues and discuss them from a biblical perspective every day on the plumb line. And this time around, we want to focus on some specific aspects of leadership. But before I do that, let me have you share a little bit about this organization you established called Global Lead. What's it all about? So my wife and I have had the privilege of serving around the world. I was a small church pastor, a field missionary in Mali, West Africa, then a field director, seminary professor, and then a lead pastor of a multi-campus, multicultural church. And out of that, we learned the value of healthy, God-focused leadership and how it changes organizations and helps them flourish. And so... We decided to launch our own ministry. Uh, We felt a calling from the Lord. There was no reason to leave where we were at. People were a little bit surprised because it was pretty set up well for us. But since that time, we've been investing in leaders for church and mission around the globe. 
And uh, it's fun to watch them flourish as they deal with things in their own soul, uh, becoming stronger in character, but also as we teach them some good techniques and insights on leadership. Well, and the importance of leadership cannot be underestimated by any means. In fact, the scriptures, and one that we're going to dig into right away here, uh, say this in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. That tells me that one of the functions of a leader is to give this prophetic vision that uh, other versions of the scriptures say, where there's no vision, the people perish. And so this is a serious need. We need this vision. And I guess the first place to start with that is that vision uh, has got to come from the Lord, right? Absolutely. So that actually is a hard passage to translate in the Hebrew. It's a little bit difficult. That's why we get so many different aspects of it. And so vision and revelation somehow come together in the Hebrew word that's there. And if we think of just vision as me figuring out what we need for the future and then asking God to bless it, that's not a healthy way to go. We will use wisdom and insights and things that we've learned over the time, but I like this idea of revelation or God's guidance is when he gives a picture of your preferable future. When we see our personal or organizational or churches or our family's future through how he sees it, and what he's declaring, then we're moving to something that's solid. And it's not just a wish that it will come about, but it's following in his plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. Let me draw in this thought here, and that is the flip side of this, or not even the flip side, I guess, but the off workings of this is that if there is not good vision, not good leadership, the people cast off restraint, the people perish, depending upon, you know, again, which translation you're looking at, chaos is the result, is the way that I would kind of sum that up. And honestly, I think we're seeing some of that in our nation today. We have, and I don't want to, I'm not going to get political here per se, but uh, to me, we have leadership that is not giving this prophetic vision from God. And as a result, we have at least some semblance of chaos. We have sin that is running rampant and not only tolerated, but promoted in our land. And a lot of that comes down to leadership, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, one of the things I ask, and I don't want to get political either, but I ask, where are the leaders? Uh, We have had past leaders, and because Ingrid and I minister around the world, it's interesting how the rest of the world is more interested in our politics uh, here than sometimes we are. But I hear it over and over. They say, can you guys get it together? We're counting on you. You've been a standard for the rest of the world, and leadership seems to fail. The sad thing now is that has leaked into the church as well. And we're seeing more and more situations of high-profile leaders who uh, have led in toxic ways or who have not taken care of their character and have allowed things to slip in. And um, it does. It creates confusion among the people. You think of Jesus' own words that when they come after the shepherd, the sheep will be scattered. And uh, God himself uh, in the Hebrew scriptures, Ezekiel, the Lord comes after shepherds because they have not led for the benefit of the sheep. Even the Lord says, I will now be their shepherd uh, in a significant way. And so the Lord loves when we step into these leadership roles by his compelling and his calling and the agreement of the people, 
and help give the people a sense of what, what is God saying about our future and where do we need to take risk and challenges and steps to move into that preferable future? Mm. Well, you said something there that I want to feed off from, and that's, uh, I think you put it that they didn't, uh, these leaders in the church didn't take care of their character, basically, and that's why ministries like what you guys are doing, Global Lead, are so important, because you're dealing with the character. And so tell us a little bit about how important it is that we have maybe someone, if you want to call it an accountability partner, or maybe a group of people that we are regularly in fellowship with and communication with that will help us take care of our character. Yeah, that the idea of having people that can ask us any question, maybe even some pointed questions about what's going on inside us is absolutely important. So yesterday, um, I met with uh, four of my pastors. Uh, I meet with them whenever they need it, but once a month, uh, I have a set time in the calendar where I stop and check in what's going on in their person and their family, their marriages and these different things. And I ask each one of them, again, uh, how's it going with your accountability partners? And it it was good to hear that they have those kinds of relationships. Um, I've had someone that I've been accountable to for uh, almost uh, 40 years now. Uh, We call one another, we challenge one another, and, and we inspire one another. It's not just about correction, but it's about hearing what the other person is reading and what's helping them in their growth and those kinds of people in our life are our life givers. And we need to have that kind of honest, uh, transparent relationship with people around us. Mm. So back to this idea of vision here, and just kind of wanted to flesh that out a little bit more as far as what we actually mean by that. What do we mean in a biblical sense, having vision? I'm going to steal from George Barna here. He wrote a book a long time ago, and I read it as a young man, and it really shaped my idea of vision. He uses this word of preferable future, which I like, because you say preferable future, you're not denying the value of the past. Sometimes as a visionary, people can hear my excitement as being a somehow a denial of what good had gone on in the past. I think we're always growing and looking for that. But he basically looks at three things, an accurate view of self, an accurate view of circumstances, and an accurate view of God. I would liken this from a biblical perspective to the story of the 12 spies who go out and look at the promised land. They all have an accurate view of themselves. Uh, They're a small group. They're like grasshoppers before the others. They're They have an accurate view of their circumstances. This is going to be an overwhelming task. There are giants in the land and there's walled cities. But two of them thought differently. Caleb and Joshua had an accurate view of God. And the 10 spies try to discourage the crowd from going in that direction. But Joshua and Caleb keep coming. But remember who our God is. God has promised the land. God is there. And so understanding the accurate view of self and circumstances and God and linking them together, we can get this idea of what's God's vision, uh, what's his plan. Because usually if we're going to accomplish something for the kingdom of God, it's going to be beyond our present capacity to get there. Uh, There still needs to be an accurate view of where we're at now if we're going to get to where we need to be tomorrow. 
And there's going to need to be a whole lot of faith, faith for the the leader to have faith and the followers to have faith as well, faith in God, and the followers need to have faith that their leader is leading them uh, with God's vision, right? Absolutely. Jesus uh, really commends faith. In fact, if you look at a lot of the stories where people are facing difficult challenges and he comes in and brings the kingdom of God, which overturns the brokenness of, of this world, um, you see him inspiring people to faith. He asks them what they want, what they're trying to see. In fact, there are many times in Scripture where it says that people were astonished or marveled at Jesus, but there's only two times in the Scriptures where Jesus is said to be astonished or he marvels. Uh, the one is in his hometown of Nazareth, and it says that he could only do a few miracles there because of their lack of faith. Interesting. Uh, he marvels at lack of faith. The other one is when the leader comes to him and asks for healing to be done for someone in his household. And it says that Jesus was astonished and he says, I have not seen such faith in all of Israel. And so faith is important. It's all about God uh, doing it, but he calls upon us to agree with him. And that's what faith is, agreeing with uh, his capacity that he is able uh, to bring us to where we need to go. Mm. Well, my guest is Pastor Chuck Davis, talking about leadership from a biblical worldview on the Plum Line today, and we're going to continue our discussion with more. If you can stay with me here on the Plum Line and reach out to me, share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast when you email theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B. B at the end of the word plum, the Plum Line Radio at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, and the Plum Line is a listener-supported radio ministry, so I'd love to have some support so the show can continue to air in your area and expand into other areas as well. The Plum Line's reaching across the country, and there's still many areas that would love to have them hear the gospel message that we share and the truth from the scriptures on the Plum Line. Again, the email address is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. When it comes to education for your student, Northwest Christian School believes that trusted truth transforms. With that in mind, they developed their fully online Christian school, NCS Online, for your kindergarten through ninth grade student. NCS Online curriculum has been developed in-house by experienced Christian educators and is infused with a biblical worldview. NCS Online provides a rigorous, affordable, customizable online education in an established Christian community and culture. Visit ncsonline.org to learn more or contact their admissions team at 602-978-5134. 
On today's edition of The Plum Line, I am speaking with Pastor Chuck Davis. Ministry that he and his wife founded is Global Lead, globallead.org. And I appreciate you tuning in for The Plum Line. If you missed the first half of this or any other edition of The Plum Line, you can find that at places where you go for podcasts. Just go to Spotify, for example, and put in The Plum Line with Jay Rudolph, and you'll be able to search through and see all the different topics and guests and select which ones you'd like to listen to. There's a couple hundred or so up there, so you have lots of choices, lots of different issues that we've talked about here. And this discussion on leadership from a biblical worldview. And we want to talk a little bit about some other facets that make for good leaders. We've been focused on the character of the leader. And in Psalm 78, verse 72, it says, With upright heart he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. And we've got uh, certainly this aspect of shepherding that David and Moses, and, you know, there's some famous shepherds, of course, Jesus described as the good shepherd. And so this concept of shepherding comes into the picture when we talk about leaders fairly often here. So tell us thoughts in Psalm seventy-eight, seventy-two. Yeah, this is a great verse because it captures two aspects of leadership, the internal, which is the heart, and then the skillful hand, which is there's nothing wrong with learning best practices. That's wisdom. And sometimes we can come at leadership from one side only, and it will weaken us. But this idea of an upright heart is really resonating with me. And for a simple reason, in my own personal quiet time, I had been going through the Proverbs, and I felt like the Lord called me to do a saturation for a longer period in Proverbs 3. Many people will recognize that's where we get that well-known verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But this morning, actually, the verse I was in, uh, verse 3, says, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Steadfast love is that Hebrew word, chesed, and faithfulness is emet. These are two primary characteristics of God that are behind everything that He does towards us. And then it says, Bind steadfast love and faithfulness around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And uh, I found that really interesting because God's steadfast love and faithfulness don't change towards me, but I can forsake them by not appropriating them and making them a part of my inner reality to allow God's loving kindness and his faithfulness to shape my heart. David was one who we're told in Scripture had a heart after God. And uh, I think it was by allowing God's characteristics of steadfast love and faithfulness to become a part of his own reality. Mm. And communion, fellowship with God brings these characteristics, these attributes about in us. The more we are in fellowship with him and, and seeking him through prayer really draws this out and builds an upright heart in us. Absolutely. And so um, I've written actually a book on prayer because I see it as the foundational aspect of any form of leadership that is God-directed and for the glory of Jesus. And we see this in David. David in the scriptures is said to inquire of the Lord. And a lot of people have a hard time. How can you say David had a heart after God after all the things he did? David wasn't perfect, but he knew to reach out to God to inquire of him. And there's one situation where he inquires of the Lord, and the Lord tells him what he's supposed to do. And David tells his ragtag group of followers 
This is what the Lord has said. And they say, we don't think you've got it right. And I love what David does. He inquired of the Lord again. So he heard from God, but he was humble enough when he got some pushback. Uh, And then he goes back to his group and says, no, I inquired of the Lord again. This is what we're going to do. And to have that kind of heart that's an ongoing conversation with God, that will sustain us in our spiritual lives day to day. But I think it's absolutely key for Christ-focused leadership. Hmm. I'm not really into prayers that we would read, but uh, I'm kind of thinking in the, along that line or vein of a, a model prayer for a leader. What should a leader be praying for? I use multiple forms. I actually, my wife and I have memorized a lot of historic prayers that we will place interspersed in our contemporary speaking with God. And so they can become part of the ongoing rhythm of talking with God. One of the ones that we use, which I think is a good uh, leadership prayer, which shows that we're uh, abandoned unto God's ways, is from Blaise Pascal. Uh, It goes like this, Lord, let me not seek life or health except to spend them for you, with you, and in you. You alone know what is good for me. Do therefore what seems best to you. Give to me or take from me. Conform my will to yours and grant with humble and perfect submission and with holy confidence we may receive the divine orders of your eternal providence and may equally accept all that we receive from you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. And so right now we have a uh, about a 40-minute commute every morning, and my wife and I will uh, be praying while we're driving uh, to, on this commute. And we'll be telling the Lord things we have concerns for for our family and friends who are fighting cancer, which is a special concern for us. And friends, we want to come to know Christ, but we we bookend our prayers with these kinds of abandonment prayers, Lord, that you know what's best, and uh, we're trusting you to bring the best into our lives and our family and our friends' lives. Yeah, and I suppose a key component, too, is for the leader to pray that he or she would be a good servant to all, the servanthood aspect of leadership. Absolutely. I mean, every morning I pray, Lord, I uh, I need a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit that I would steward the opportunities you give to me, that people would experience you through me, uh, that this wouldn't be uh, Chuck's uh, ego run in leadership, but an opportunity. And so uh, constantly giving ourselves back to God, that the Christ life would flow through us and that we would be in the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Well, something else I wanted to bring up in the time we have left here, and it is something that's heavy on my mind frequently because I fill pulpit, as I mentioned to you, at a lot of different churches and have the opportunity to be a you know, Bible study teacher and things like that. And there's this verse that jumps out at all of us who are leaders or teachers in any form, which is pretty much you know almost everybody. But it says in James 3.1, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. And here we go again, I guess, getting to that aspect of character of the leader. Because if you're a teacher who is not careful and being led by the Spirit of God, you're facing some greater strictness. That doesn't sound too pleasant to me here. <laughs> Yeah, life, unfortunately, as Americans, we've built it around comfort and pleasant, but there are some greater values. I'm not sure God wants me comfortable as he wants me to grow into my full character in Christ. And we will be held to a higher 
sense of accountability, that this is what stewardship is all about as leaders. And one of the phrases at this stage in my life is, I pray, Lord, I want to finish well. So many people don't make it to the end line that way, because I know that the reason that I should be held to a higher account is my failure will have ripple implications in lives of people that I have had influence over. And uh, there'll be other young leaders who will be affected. And so I can't be cavalier in any way. I need to be totally abandoned to what God has for me and know that I am being held to a higher account. One other quick thought on that verse, James 3, 1, is I don't think it's intended to scare us away from being teachers or or leaders. That's not the purpose of it, is it? Not at all. Scriptural warning, just like any prophetic word, is not to scare us, but it's to make us alert. You know, kind of linking into that aspect of prayer that we were talking about, likes to use this phrase, pray and be alert. Pray and be alert. And we're always operating, not in a spirit of fear, with timidity, but we're operating with a sphere of discernment and awareness, but for the grace of God, I can go that same route as well. Mm, Well, thank you so much. Uh, My guest again, Chuck Davis, and really appreciate you being back with me, Chuck. Thank you. It's been fun to have these conversations. Yeah, and I do hope that we can have more of those conversations with my guest Chuck Davis and talk about some other matters and issues as well. Again, he and his wife Ingrid founded Global Lead. The website is globallead.org. I would encourage you to check that out and see if you can benefit from some resources, materials, maybe seminars or things that they have available to help leadership development and leaders to build good and godly character. Our discussion and focus on leadership from a biblical worldview again here on the Plum Line today. And if you want to reach out to me, share any thoughts, comments, questions, maybe you've got a guest or topic idea you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear that. I've had some people reach out and tell me that, and I have obliged. And that's always very helpful when you have a daily show here. You need lots of topics and issues and ideas to cover. And so I'd love to hear from you with your thoughts about other topics we can talk about on the Plum Line that email address is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Theplumlineradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.